Hello to the humbled hopefuls of the world, to all the sincere seekers out there, and to everyone who is still becoming. Welcome to this episode of the Wrong Conversation Podcast. I am David Peters, and on behalf of myself and my dear friend and co-host, Adrian Fiorucci, welcome to our little podcast community. If you're finding yourself stuck somewhere in life, in love, or even in yourself, it might be that you're stuck in the wrong conversation. In the wrong conversation, we ask the wrong questions, we seek out the wrong answers, we focus in on the wrong details, and we fight the wrong fights. So today we're going to explore some common wrong conversations and hopefully plant the seeds of a better conversation on the subject of self-awareness. As always, your likes, your comments, reviews, and any engagement you can have with us here is deeply appreciated. And don't forget, you can always catch the show on YouTube as well. If you'd like to contact us, you can always do so at thewrongconversation at gmail or through our individual websites, which are linked on the podcast website, thewrongconversationpodcast.com and the episode description. With all of that out of the way, let's get self-aware. Today we are here to talk about the subject of self-awareness. And not just the obvious stuff that everyone kind of knows about self-awareness, but we're going to try to get into some of the unexpected ways uh, self-awareness can affect your life and even some of the common mistakes we make around self-awareness. You know, we call this the wrong conversation for a reason, right? And it's because if you're having the wrong conversation, if you're having the wrong conversation about self-awareness, let's say, you might find yourself being stuck in certain aspects of your life, right? Whether it's in yourself or your own development, your relationships. And discovering that you're having the wrong conversation, I think, is one of the most important things that you can do, right? Are you are you self-aware enough to know that you are having the wrong conversation? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. And how do you go about that, too? That's what I hope we explore today. Like, how do you achieve that level of self-awareness? That's a tough one. I think that's, and I think that's why we're bringing it up today because we both come from the world of personal coaching. And so we talk yeah. about the subject of self-awareness a lot with people and we lead people through exercises or through conversations that help them gain self-awareness. And right. then through that self-awareness is how they're able to make the changes or go the places they want to go. Yeah. Right. It's not that we gave them some secret. It's that they just right. gained some level of self-awareness that allowed them to go there. And it's, it's, Sometimes it's hard to explain to people up front before they experience it. How did self-awareness make me change what I'm doing in the world? But that's yeah. it's kind of how it works often. It's the only thing that, if you want my opinion, really. Like, <laughs> and by the way, I felt like the need, why we needed to talk about this, because you know we were talking about like the next thing we're going to talk. It's because I think literally every single episode we've referenced self-awareness. To me, self-awareness, like you know. I hear it in two places, but the main place I hear it is if you're if you're watching the the news or something, somebody will say, "This person lacks self-awareness." <laughs> right. You know, it's usually when somebody comes up and they just seem clueless about the environment they're in, or they say something that just has no tact. Right. <laughs> right. That's not playing well in the room at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, they can't read the room. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Right. And so we all think of self-awareness as being almost a social thing, like like yeah. being aware of ourselves socially to watch ourselves so that we are reading the room, so that we are aware of how we're showing up with other people, how we're being read. 
But then that kind of leads to one of the first complications, I think, to thinking of self-awareness in that way. People can become so self-aware, like, like if your goal is to become more self-aware in social situations, so you do read the room better, right? Right. Then you're looking at yourself and you're looking at yourself and you're looking at yourself. And is that self-awareness anymore or where does it cross the line to self-consciousness? You said it. Right. You stole the words from right. me. Yes. That's yeah, is it. That what, is that... That's it. And people confuse those things. Yeah. Very much. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why you said you really wanted to talk about this was because yeah. of that line. And I think I, I literally stole that idea from you because I think that was, <laughs> that was one of your main things that you wanted to open up about this. Yeah, no. You know, you know, the other thing I would say is I think it is very common, like you said, that people see it in other people which is a very common human trait, right? It's easier to yeah. see it in somebody else. So, you know, th but that's not a waste. That helps you go, hmm, am I ever like that, right? Yeah, or yeah, where yeah. am I like that? Or how am I like that, you know? Yeah, and so I think that's, that's the first wrong conversation is, is, is just literally mistaking self-awareness for self-consciousness right. or not knowing where that line is because they, they do kind of run into each other a little bit, sure. right? Sure. I, I kind of feel like, because I'll be watching myself to make sure that I have enough self-awareness about how I'm showing up in a conversation. I just had a really nice lunch with my family, mm. okay? And my wife will say, sometimes you have a tendency to pick a subject that no one knows much about and then over, over talk about it for a moment because you, under, because you know you need to over-explain to make it make any sense. <laughs> Maybe be self-aware enough to know how much bandwidth people have for that conversation before you even <laughs> right, start it, right? right? Right, right. But now I've become a little self-conscious about it, right? Yeah. Because one so easily bleeds into the next one. And, and so, but it's really good to take some time and think about where is that dividing line and what is that difference? Yeah. You know, I just had a conversation with a person in, in a coaching session um, a couple days ago and they were sharing about how they're doing this therapy and, it, and it's based upon intimacy, right? Relational intimacy. And you know, this person realized, you know, I never worry about my needs. Like, like when it comes to our sexual life, like I'm always concerned about the other person. So like I need to take responsibility for what I want and what I need and all this kind of stuff, right? So then they find that as they're doing this, right? In other words, when they're in the moment with their partner now, they're really in their heads, right? Because they're trying to figure out, am I doing this because I want to do this? Or am I doing this because they want to do that, right? And that just crossed over, right? It was good to have that self-awareness to realize that, wow, you know, maybe I don't think about myself or take care of my own needs or, or stand up, you know what I mean, whatever. But then it's easily slipped into that other place. Well, I think that, that almost crossed the line into self-consciousness. Am I doing it right? No, of course. Am I being exactly. aware of my needs? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which got in the way of even understanding what the needs were or what I actually wanted or, you know, like, which is, it's kind of strange. You wouldn't think that that would happen, but it definitely does. It was a perfect example. That's why I thought I'd bring it up, you know. Well, it slips into being self-absorbed, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that comes from, like, self-awareness where you're all about yourself. You know, meaning like, like, what do I want? What am I going to get? This would be a lot of the motivational stuff. This will, you know what I mean? That's where it'll show up. Writing down all my goals and what is important to me and what it's all me, 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 right? And when you see that, then you're starting to cross into self-absorbed for sure. 
And, and that doesn't usually smell well in a room either. Well, so if you're self-absorbed and then become self-aware, it makes you self-conscious about being self-absorbed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a trinity here. Just put that this together. Is... <laughs> right. Well, it's just, it's just good to know that these things are all a bit hazy, right? These oh, things yeah. are all a bit, and they're all a bit combined, and it can very easily, without you knowing, slip from one to the next. Yes. Yeah, they're like flip sides of a coin, you know? Yeah, yeah. and a lot of that's going to have to do with your... Um, how, how healthy or, you know, like, like if you're a self-conscious person, meaning um, if you lack confidence, then you're probably going to lead, in, lead into or lean into self-consciousness, right? If you're a confident yeah, yeah. person, then you're going to lead into self-absorption. You're going to be, you know, like you're going to be the person that's talking about yourself all the time. And you know what I mean? That, that kind of thing. I think it's, I think this, and I'm, I'm going to bet that a lot of people will relate to this. I mean, I know I can. You know, in other words, that 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 awkward moment of, of like you said, you 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 laid down that that kind of a. I've been self-absorbed in a conversation before, right? You you show up, maybe I'm a, had a lot of coffee and I'm in a really good mood and I'm just talking, and all of a sudden I realize, wow, you've been talking for like ten minutes, buddy. You know, ooh, self-consciousness kicks in, right? There's self-awareness first, but then there was self-consciousness where I'm like feeling like, ooh, God, reel it in, right? That's an interesting trilogy there yeah. well the goal the goal is to get that self-awareness but then be aware when it turns into self-consciousness right and then just try to like i think about this as okay what, what does this look like right how do you recognize that line between self-awareness yes. and self-consciousness and i think it's just staying self-aware enough to know which one you're doing like that's just that's part of self-awareness is to know which one of these am i engaged in self-awareness looks like whoa buddy you've been talking for 10 minutes right? Or the person that you were talking to about the intimacy um, exercises, understanding that they have needs, that's self-awareness. Yeah. Right? Self-consciousness is showing up in the moment and being so worried about not doing everything right that you ruin the moment, right? I'm gonna, so you've given me the perfect segue to point out one of the first things that I think is critical to understand about self-awareness. And yeah. one, of, one of the most authentic forms of self-awareness, one of the most helpful and curative like, you know, you're saying about awareness alone is curative. Isn't that your, I love that line so much. That's a line I heard someone say that I just loved. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Every time you say it, I'm always like tingle, you know, because it's just so true, you know. I like making you tingly. Yeah, it's Ooh. good. <laughs> so, is though. So, one of the key critical differences in self-awareness, and if you're, if you're doing this, then it's going to slip into something else, and that's judgment. Self-awareness, true self-awareness is not judgment. It's actually just awareness. You're not, you're not making a judgment about it one way or the other, because the moment you do that, there's danger actually, right? And it doesn't meaning that you can slip into something that's not true. Like if you're feeling, if I'm talking for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden I become self-aware, whoa, you've been going on for 10 minutes, right? And then I judge that, I go, ooh, that's bad. I could easily slip into self-criticism or self-consciousness, right? And then reel exactly. it back in. Exactly. Meanwhile, everybody could have been loving it the whole time, like enjoying the conversation, but I'm reading the room wrong only all of a sudden because I've slipped into judgment about myself. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And then I get, so, yeah. you see it? So that's, that's anything, yeah. you know, that's anything. The judgment me. is what makes you self-conscious because you're fearing the judgment. You're, right. Or you're fearing the result of the judgment, either from yourself or from others. That's what makes you self-conscious. It's a protective impulse, right? right? Self-consciousness is a protective impulse. And so you're, you're fearing judgment or the, or the result of judgment. And the judgment 
and, and this is this is another thing that divides these two that I think that you're hinting at is that the judgment itself is like a big distracting shiny object and it pulls you out of the moment you're in. The the judgment steals all that energy. It yeah. does. You know, I want I want to I want to show how this happens in a more serious situation because we're talking like hanging out with people at a party or something like that. Mm -hmm. Addiction or something like that, right? Something heavy, intense that requires a high level of self-awareness to start to get in touch with, right? One of the least helpful things. Now, by the way, everything has its proper place, right? So to be to feel judgment for a moment is probably useful in a situation yeah. of addiction, right? But too much criticism, too much judgment leads to more addiction. Everybody that's ever, yeah. right? That that's not helpful. You feel guilty and you beat yourself up. Yeah, yeah. You got it. And, it, and it's just the cyclical, because more than likely the guilt and the shame is what, dro what drove you to addiction to begin with, right? So if your self-awareness yes. leads to more guilt and more shame, you, you're not finding your freedom from addiction. That's going to be, you know. I remember one of the first things that, that stood out to me when I was investigating all things in the coaching world or personal mm -hmm. development world, it was a... It was some Tony Robbins talk because everyone, I think, probably probably starts watching Tony oh, yeah. Robbins when they first get started. And so he um, he has this thing called the Crazy Eight, hmm. and he talks about different states. People go into different states, and this is also part of what I talk with people with, with the Energy Leadership Index assessment that I give yeah. from the right, way right. I was trained in coaching. We also break things down into these states, and two of the states are like a guilt, shame, you know, uh, uh, self consciousness feeling, and anger. Uh, and judgment is in the anger thing, right? So you get angry at yourself, so you judge yourself, so you feel shameful, right? But right. the one thing that, that Tony Robbins said that I found really interesting was, was that you can't stay in any one of these states indefinitely. And so, like, like physiologically, you just can't stay in the same mood all the time. Like, you have to switch. And so, but what happens is that you'll so easily go from shame or guilt, like, the, from judging yourself, then you'll get angry that you feel so shameful and guilty and that you're not doing anything about it. So you get angry at yourself or you get angry at yourself for being addicted. Yeah. Right? So then you get really angry at yourself and you're in that state for a little bit. And what's that make you feel? Then that, then you beat yourself up and then that wears you out and then you just feel guilty and shamed again. And then you get tired of being that way so you get angry at yourself for doing it. And then, you, so you just oscillate. He calls it the crazy eight because it just goes between between sure. uh you know guilt and shame and anger and that that's why it's kind of a trap <laughs> that's why you're saying it's a self-perpetuating cycle especially in something like addiction yeah yeah, yeah per perfect exactly until there's a new level of self-awareness that's yes. what actually With less judgment that's right yeah yeah seeing it clearly like without the just seeing it for what it is that is a that is a goal that is a self-awareness goal to me true self-awareness goal yeah just seeing it it doesn't require a response or a judgment or a you know something well this comes down to those simple terms too right if you see something and you immediately say that's bad then you want to avoid it Right? That's a natural impulse. So the moment you start to do that motion of, of avoiding, you're starting to block out something. Right? If you see something and you say, ooh, that's good, then immediately you want it. Right? But then that also blocks out something because now you're trying to yeah. 
This is why it interferes with actual awareness, true self-awareness. And the fact that we can sit in this place of non-judgment, of clarity. Now, by the way, it's a challenging state, and it, you know, but yeah. it is. And it's not a natural place for us most of the time because we're always in judgment, right? Because we're always judging things good, bad, want it, don't want it, all that. That's like a natural human thing. Um, but we can achieve this state. We all do with periods of time. And those are the transformative moments. Those, that's the energy that can shift things for real. That thus the awareness alone is curative thing, right? Like that's what that's hinting to. The fact that when you touch that, when you taste it, when you see it, when you feel it, it has the energy to shift things. It's a higher order of energy because the, the guilt, the shame, the anger, they just require all of your energy. They're very, you know, they're very expensive states to be in. Yeah, your yeah. brain is doing this, you know, you're spending all your energy there. But if you can just look at it without some large judgment, some big judgment about whether it's good or bad, the land of good or bad is that land of, of polarity with a very sharp dividing line down the middle. Either it's good right. or it's bad. It's right, right or it's wrong. And what's the right? truth, and David? So this, what's the truth, though? <laughs> it's both. It's always exactly. both. Right. Always. All, to some degree, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. bad. There's probably a little bit of good. It's the yin and the yang symbol, right? It's the yin-yang. Yang. There's a little it. bit of good and the bad, a little bit of bad and the good. But it's always both in one in one thing, right? Exactly. And But when you're in a mindset of judgment, the way the brain works is it makes things good or bad, right? So there's always a door being closed in judgment. Um, but if you're out of judgment, all doors can remain open. Right. And more information can come through and you get an honest, a more honest assessment of what's actually happening. And with a more honest assessment of what's actually happening, you have so much better options for how to respond to what's happening. Right. <laughs> Something new can arise, too. I think that's one of the most, do you know what I mean? Yes. Something new. Otherwise, you're in the crazy eight, which I really loved. You know, the whole, you, that's typically mm -hmm. where we are. Like, they say that, you know, I forget how many thoughts that we have every day, right? But then, like, 95% of them are exactly the same thoughts we had yesterday, right? Like, we're always doing this crazy eight thing, you know? I, I think the other thing I want to say, just to clarify, because I think it's kind of important, uh, I don't think I'm going to speak for you, and if I'm wrong, you correct me, right? But I, I, I don't want it to be misinterpreted that we're saying that there is no such thing as right or wrong or good and bad. Because that's actually not what we're saying, or it's not what I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, the addict to, to realize that his addiction is a problem, you know, is bad, yeah. is an important thing yeah. to do. Uh, but, but in order to see that with the level of clarity that we're talking about, for that moment, it's very powerful and positive to set that stuff aside and just look. You know, at the Just whole situation. It as it is. As yeah. it is. And it's powerful. Yeah. And, and the story tells itself in those moments. And we don't have to tell stories about it. While I'm on a tangent here, if you don't mind, or, or going off here, I want to point out a couple of other things that is super interesting about awareness that is experiential. Like, you can experience this, but it's going to sound really weird, David. So you prepared to get freaked out? No. I, I'm ready to get weird. Yeah, let's get weird. <laughs> All right, let's, get weir let's get our weird on. Let's get kinky, so, yeah. Here's some characteristics of real awareness, like the most authentic awareness. Again, and you can experience this. You just have to pay attention when you're, when you're doing it. Awareness doesn't have a gender. Awareness doesn't have an age. Awareness doesn't have a body type. 
There's a part of us that's actually more than all of that stuff. And it sounds weird, I know it does, but this is the truest sense of awareness. And again, this is the place of like, of power. Like, like when you, when you just, and it's where we get that clarity, where we can actually just look. You know, it, it's an it's amazing moment. We experience these things in some very simple times, right? Like, like the beautiful sunset is one of the great examples, right? Or, or it's just that really pure, mm. simple moment, you know? It's just beauty does that, I think, a lot. Like if you're really experiencing something beautiful, you know, it doesn't have any... The moment it has a story, it shifts a little bit. It still can be beautiful, but it's like you lose something, right? But there's that point of awareness where you're just aware of the beauty. Yeah, it's a moment of clarity. That's the, that's the, that's yeah. just the, they, they give it that term, a moment of clarity. But I think everyone understands that a moment of clarity is something that you have every day. It's like one of these things that happens when you really hit it, like you really... <laughs> So it's a way to get there, David, a little bit. I think that the how, let's bring it home like we used to say. We haven't said that in a while. <laughs> how do you get to that level of self-awareness? Or can you? I mean, is it something we can, is it, can it be contrived, so to speak? Like, can we create that? Well, I don't think it's a place you arrive in. I don't, you know, is there a perfectly self-aware being? Uh, no, right. probably not. But I think it's also safe to say, and I, I, I know it's safe to say because because we both work with people in, a, in coaching situations, is that is that people don't know themselves very well. Yeah. But we all assume that we know ourselves because we live with ourselves every day. <laughs> we know every thought we've had. We know every fear. We, we, know, we know so much that we assume that we know ourselves. But so much of what we know is, can be an illusion. It can be a trick. It can be a story that we've told ourselves forever. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And we assume it's the story or somebody else told us a story about us that we bought into. And so we think we know all this stuff, but one thing that I think is so powerful in coaching, or I love to give people personality assessments, because even though people can pretty much predict how they're gonna show up on some sort of personality assessment, most people are often still surprised by something. Yeah, sure. There's still some piece of that. They're like, that doesn't sound like me. Really? <laughs> right? And then we go exploring. Yeah. And then sometimes, okay, maybe maybe the, the assessment got it wrong, but these assessments are all questions people answer about themselves they're the ones who answer the question this isn't someone else's yeah right <laughs> right right baggage being poured on them they answered it so so it's like are you really what you think you are yeah how for me a lot of it is just well i just like to open up all these boxes i like to do i like to play in the world of assessments not so i can define myself but so i can undefine myself almost hmm. because i'm looking for those surprises yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying, right? What are you missing? You know, like, like, sure. I mean, there's a danger in a personality assessment where you can say, "Oh, this is who I am." Yeah, yeah, right. And then you put yourself in another box of of judgment and stuff, and then you tell yourself a new story of that's who I am, and then that can limit you. That's a danger of those assessments. But the benefit of those assessments is that sometimes they surprise you. And it's the same thing in, in like a coaching conversation. If you're asking somebody some questions, and that's why I say all coaching is, is a self-awareness exercise. Just a really profoundly effective one because there's partnership and oh, people yeah, are leading yeah, you yeah. through it. But it's a self-awareness exercise. And, and people surprise themselves all the time. I'm always shocked by the questions. So I'll, I'll ask somebody a question 
about what they want in some area of their life or something. But but if you phrase it just right, it's it's a question that they don't already have a canned answer for. I think it's mm -hmm. it's always fun. If they have a canned answer, then you get the canned answer. But if you can ask a question in a way where they don't have a canned answer for, then they have to think. And then when they have to think, it's just amazing to be like, it's amazing to me they never asked themselves this before. Yeah. Right? They just relied on the canned answer. Right. But once they really have to rethink about it, they discover that the canned answer has has almost no relation to them. Some, sometimes, yeah. I, <laughs> and it surprises them. Yeah. It surprised. I wanna. I wanna because I was thinking about it, and then it's like just so perfect the way this segued in again. Um, another conversation I was having uh, this week with another you know client. Um, I asked a question, and they started to answer, and then all of a sudden he was like, "You know what?" Let me sit with that for a minute. Hold on. I just, he's like, I, I, instead of just saying immediately, he goes, I just kind of want to, and he stop, stopped for a minute. And he looked inside. And I immediately, David, I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> right. Yeah, here we like, are. Here he's we are. thinking some, about some, it. Yeah. Something's yeah. happening. So, and, and so and this is a live example that I'm sharing, but it also highlights another way, I think. Quiet down. Quiet down a little bit, because all of the stories keep the, the crazy eight going. So quiet down a little bit, and you might find that there's a, something different. Like you, you can, you might taste that weird kind of awareness that I was just talking about, where it's not about your story, your age, your sex, or anything like that, right? It's just kind of like, ooh. And so he sat there for a few minutes, or not a few minutes, but probably 30 seconds or something, and and it was so fresh. Like even the energy was, you know, it was a beautiful moment. And I, and at that moment too, I realized like, oh, we're really getting somewhere here, you know, or he is, you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's finding his way. There was yeah. no doubt in my mind at that moment, you know. He's discovering some more self-awareness. He was. Because he was about to go into his canned answer. Exactly. And he realized it probably. And yeah. he realized the importance of the conversation that you were having with him. He's like, wait a minute. I know that that's a canned answer, and I know that there's some probably some BS in there. So let me hold on. <laughs> I don't know what I think. Right. I love it when someone says, "I don't know how to answer that." Great. I'll sit and wait. Right. <laughs> like, like that's a good question when they don't know how to answer it because then they have to, like, literally gain self-awareness. Yes. They have to sit and get quiet and look. And they're curious, they're doing it with curiosity, so it yeah. doesn't have a lot of judgment. The story is what has the judgment. That's right, David. When they're just curious and looking, there's no judgment, and so they actually gain some self-awareness, and then they surprise themselves. Right. Yeah. So and you just said two things I want to highlight. Yeah. I don't know, important. Mm -hmm. I don't know mindset a little bit. Like, let go of what you know. Yep. Let's just for a minute assume, right? And then curiosity. Those, they, and they go together, right? That, that's a real. I just wanted to highlight yeah. what you just said. That those are another. Those are more ways to gain more or deeper self awareness. You know, I think. And when you're curious, you don't have. You're not too judgment yet. You're just yeah, curious. That's right. I love yeah. that. I love that you said that. You're not too judgment yet. It's like pre judgment, right? I love that. Yeah, because you don't, because you, because there's some acknowledgement that you don't know what's going on. That, like you I said, don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I love this. I don't know. And when you get to I don't know, you're in the right place. Yes. You hate to, to be everybody. there. We all hate to be there, but it's a good place to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's a good place, as long as it doesn't make you too self-conscious. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by that? I don't know. Sure. 
I had this experience just last week. My wife and I were traveling and we had these, uh, we had really busy, intense days where we were, we were just kind of exploring an area, but the weather was really crazy and bad. And so mm. it was kind of, the roads were treacherous. We don't know where we are. We don't know where we're going. We're in a car we're not familiar with. There's a lot of brain power. And so oh, yeah. it would tired us out. But because the weather was so bad, like things were shutting down early and, and you know, it's pandemic. Everyone's not gathering in bars tightly together that right. much right now or something or some restaurant, right? So, so all we could really do was go home. And so uh, the trip was a mix of, of really intense mental work and then just sitting there at home for like lots of hours because it's still pretty early <laughs> when it gets dark and everything's shut and there's not much to do. And I was finding myself in kind of a, I was, I don't know, I was just in a negative state. I was just down about it. I was down about everything. And I felt like complaining, right? I felt like I, I want to, I just want to bitch right now. Yeah. I want to talk about the trip. I want to talk, uh, every, everything's wrong. Cause when you're getting those states, everything's wrong. But through a little bit of self-awareness, <laughs> I stopped myself and I said, wait a minute, I've been here before. Uh, I've been here before. I yeah. felt this. And later after I got out of that feeling, everything wasn't wrong. So I don't know if I can trust my feeling right now. Right? That's a little bit of self-awareness. I didn't judge myself. I didn't feel guilty about the feelings. Well, actually, yeah. I started to. I started to get down on myself for being such a sourpuss on vacation. Right? I started, right. To, start to get down on myself. I was like, no, no, no. That's self-conscious. I'm being self-conscious or I'm being self-critical. I, I want to be self-aware. What's going on? Okay, I just had a busy day. I just did this. Now I'm sitting here and I know this. But, like, is this something I need to... This is one of the benefits of getting self-aware. Is this something I now need to dump on my wife on vacation? Mm. This mood mm. of it, mm. right? Yeah. Or is this something I should keep to myself because it's really just about being tired. It's really about, but I don't know that until I take a moment and get curious, right? To take a moment, and get quiet and watch myself without judgment as much as possible. And then I realized I know this space. Nothing's wrong. Mm. It's me. Like, I don't need to bring this up. I don't need to. It's going to pass. I don't need to bring it up. Now, that's equally as important when something's going wrong and you search yourself. You're like, oh, no, this is not going to pass. I do need to bring it up. There's actually something bothering me that needs to be shared and worked sure, out or sure. negotiated with my partner in life, whatever. But sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between whether you're just in a mo mood, so you... You create a bunch of problems that don't exist or whether you think you call everything a mood and so you don't address problems that do exist. And self-awareness is the only thing that tells you which one of those. And think about how important that is to know that oh, difference. Yeah. I love that story too. I, I mean, I think that's such a common story that you shared. Like, you know, that's a, you know, you're on vacation. It's a little bit bigger, more than life, like more than normal life, average life. But that, that plays out in your average life too, right? I mean, over and over and over again, your everyday life yeah. of like, you, you know, you get yourself in a state and, and, and the way you described that, I think was so perfect because I've lived that so many times. I still do. You know, I had a similar experience at work, like everything was going wrong. <laughs> you know, how, you know, you're doing all these things and it's all going wrong. How can you not get frustrated? Well, you do get frustrated. Okay. That's done though now, the wrong is done. Is the frustration gonna continue? Well, the only way for that to really not continue is to take that moment, is to be self-aware, 
you know, and to take that moment to slow down a little bit and let the energy kind of spin out. Because it's always the crazy eight. I, I'm so glad that that came up because it's like, you know, you're, you're stuck in that loop and it just kind of feeds on itself until you give it a moment away and let it kind of burn out a little bit and then it shifts and, you know, most yeah. things, most things. And like you're saying, if it's something that's real, like really does need to get played out or, or worked on or something, that'll, that'll also be pretty evident if you quiet down and get self-aware enough. Let it play out a little bit, you know? Yeah. It takes self-awareness to know. It takes self Like you said about the, the earlier in our, in our conversation, you talked about the person you were on a call with about the, the intimacy exercises. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like, like it, it, it paid to know that there was something that did need to be addressed. Like, yeah. Like, like the person you were talking with needed to get self-aware enough to know that they were denying a need or a want or a desire they had. Right. So it did need to be addressed. It wasn't just a mood or, or, or you right. know, like, <laughs> right. but it takes self-awareness and curiosity to get there. And here's something I, I really want to say about the importance of self-awareness, because I think a lot of us, like we said before, we assume we know ourselves. We assume we know our stories. We assume we know our personalities, our wants, our needs, and all these things. And so we go out into the world, and then maybe something's not working in the world. And so our strategy is often to we spend a lot of time trying to figure out the world. Right. Right. We're trying to become more aware of the world. And, and all of our energy is trying to figure out the, the impossible math of the world. And, and what we often forget, and I think what the, that, and that's the wrong conversation. What do I need yeah, to know about the world? Right. That's the wrong conversation. And, and, and a better conversation would be like, well, wait a minute, like, let me at least check in with myself. Is there something more I should be aware of in myself? Let me sit and get quiet for a minute and get more self-aware. Because when you change your understanding of yourself, you change your understanding of the world, right? Because right. you, like I said, when I'm in that mood, like on vacation, everything is wrong. Right. The vacation is wrong. Home is wrong. I don't like my job. I'm not even, maybe I even have a problem in the marriage that's not there. It won't be there in an hour. <laughs> right. I'm in a better mood. <laughs> right. right. Well, so I'm glad I don't bring up a problem in the marriage if it's not really there because that's of the mood, right? right? In I don't an hour. Want to drag right, my wife. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't want to, like, you know. Um, so, like, and if you can change your understanding, if you can understand, oh, I'm just caught in a crazy eight, I'm caught in a guilt, anger, Circle. Sure. Right. Right. I'm caught in that. That's what this looks like. Oh, that's what's happening to me. There's some self-awareness. This will pass in a moment. Right. And let me not speak or make a decision or make a judgment on, on what's in front of me until I'm out of this space. Or let me account for this space as I do make my judgment. That, these are all the benefits of self-awareness, yeah. you know? Yeah. The strategy is, anyway, just to, to tie it back in a bow or to put a circle on this, like the strategy is often or the wrong conversation is often, what do I need to understand deeper about the world? When I think that it often pays more dividends to say, what do I need to understand more deeply about myself? Right. And the more you know about yourself, it changes how you see. And then you see a new world. That's it. <laughs> right. It's not the world you were looking at five minutes ago or an hour ago or a month ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a new world. This reminds me, I and just so stumbled So you need upon... to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, no, I just stumbled upon a quote from my book. I, I, I'm looking through some stuff that was, it goes something like, um, uh, the world is not what you think it is, but often your world is only what you think it is. 
right? <laughs> right? So in other words, like you see it, like like our your personal experience of the world becomes what you think it is, but that's not what the world is. You know what I mean? That's just your thinking about the world, right? One of my favorite quotes, and I'm forgetting who it is right now, I wish I could remember, but that reminds me of the quote from that you just said from your book. Um, uh, we don't we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. Yeah. I love it's that one of my quote. Or I don't people know don't see the world as it is. They yeah. see it as they are. That's yeah, a, it's an author, a, a novel author. I don't remember her name right now, but yeah, it's on the okay. tip of my tongue. But I'll, yeah, I'll, right I'll put it in the credit <laughs> on the thing. But, but it's just so true. We see the world as we are. And so, and so, but seeing the world, understanding how we are, therefore understanding how we're seeing the world requires some self-awareness. It does. And you can change the world by changing you. <laughs> Because you see the world as you are, right? Right. Right. You know, the other thing I would say that it's really important, I think, about self-awareness, the the truest sense, the biggest sense, like the the goal, you might want to say, of the kind, is to realize, actually, that you are not your thoughts and emotions, which is what rule us most of it. That's when you're going to know. When you can feel that, like, and you, and you start to sense that, that's when you're going to realize, too, like, when you step into that moment, you realize that this awareness has no sex, has no age, has no, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't come with that. It's just there. It's just there. And how do you know you're not your thoughts and emotions? Because they're constantly changing. That's why, you know, so many times it's like we get wrapped up in this thing like you're talking about, right? Like, but it might not matter an hour from now because this is just how I'm feeling right now. And so often that just, but we identify with that. You know what I mean? And the more we identify with that, the less we're in self-awareness. That's another way you might put that, right? Like the more you're identified with a particular thought or emotion, you're actually less self-aware. But it takes a moment of quiet and a lack of judgment or, or the removal of as much judgment as you can manage, right? To just see it right. as it is. Right. Just see it as it is. It's harder than it sounds. I, you it know, is. Like, I, I feel like we're just dumping, just go get self-aware, everybody. No, your brain is not wired to look for self-awareness. Yeah. It's, it's often, especially on painful or difficult or challenging things oh, that you yeah. know, a lot of people avoid things, not, not because they're necessarily painful, but because if I pay attention to that, I'm going to see how much needs to be fixed. And it's going to require a lot of energy. It's going to require a lot of thought. Like once I really see it, I'm going to have to acknowledge it. And once I acknowledge it, I'm going to have to do something about it. And that's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> Let me yeah. just sweep that under the rug that's for the That's the moment. dirty secret that people are avoiding all the time, right? Like, sounds yeah. great to be self-aware, but everybody knows what you just said, which is why a lot of us yes. avoid it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, cause, well, it's, I mean, it's Pandora's box. You don't really know yeah. what you're going to get when you become more self-aware. And, and some of that stuff is just nice self-awareness. Oh, these are my needs and desires. Oh, my, I want this instead of this now. It's nice to know that. Some of them are not that pleasant and right. do have to be <laughs> addressed, right? Sure. You have to take responsibility for what you find there, maybe. And yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have the energy for that right now. Right. So it's not a natural state, is my point. People aren't just going there for fun or because they want to be all spiritual and stuff like it's not uh it's not flowers and rainbows all the time like not all the time no definitely but i think the to do it at the level that we're talking about is to realize the value of it you know like in other words you're not going to do it at the level that we're talking about i think unless you realize there is value there and i do believe that there is like 
limitless value, like priceless. You know what I mean? We're talking about something that you, yeah. it, it's so, it's so worthwhile. You can't put a price on it, but I, I do agree. It does come at a cost to some degree. You're going to have to let go of some of these stories, some of these thoughts, some of these emotions. You're going to have to do that in order to reach this level of self-awareness. But if you don't, here's the thing I would say, you're only living half a life, you know? Maybe not even that, <laughs> right? But you're just yeah, living a small portion of, that, yeah. of, you know, right, of your potential yeah. as a human being. Because it's amazing what, what, what lies within. Yeah. But all those things are adjusted first through self-awareness. Awareness alone is curative. Awareness is. is the number one power of coaching. And like you said at the very beginning, it all comes down to that. Yeah. Yep. Like it, it really does. It sounds maybe overly simplistic, or maybe we've talked about too much and made it sound too complex. I don't know, but but either way, everything we've said here, I think, like, I, I, I can't imagine something in life that is not served oh, yeah. by Agreed. going there. Agreed. Yeah. Well, right. David. Well, with that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go apply some curiosity to my life and, and get self-aware and live in the, uh, live in the space of I don't know and see what happens. You do that. And I pray that it doesn't lead to, you know, self-consciousness. Well, or self-absorption. That's my favorite. That is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's both of ours. Yes, it is. Guilty as charged. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm self-conscious about it. I'm going to see if I can look at that and just look at it for what it is. I'm going to see. All for of that self-absorption. Yeah. I love that, by the way. That surprised me. <laughs> Till next time, David. Till next time. See you then.